three, two, one, play. Hallochen and uh, welcome back to another episode of 321 Play. Uh, I'm Shelby. And I'm Hamilton. And if you got that reference on how I opened this podcast, let's please be friends. Because um, that was a very niche and very specific movie reference to a movie that um, did not do well critically, but was really fun a couple years ago. So <laughs> hey, That's okay. Uh, critical success does not equal goodness. True, true. But yeah, hi. It's been oh, it's been a hot minute. It's been a while. Yeah. We recognize it's, this. Uh, we're not even going to talk about how long it's been. We're not because you guys don't want to hear it, and we don't want to talk about it. We've done a lot of stuff. We've been very busy. Yeah, summer. You know, it, it's a it's a lot. There's a lot that happens in the summer. Summer. I moved. I couldn't find my mic for this. <laughs> so it's been a lot. Yeah, but you found it. And um, and here and now here we are. And but yeah. that doesn't mean just because we haven't been podcasting, like it's not like we haven't been doing anything. Especially doesn't mean we haven't been seeing movies. Of course, obviously, we're always seeing movies. I feel like I I always whenever I see a movie and then I'm like I should log this onto Letterboxd and then I just always forget to do I it. I always forget because yeah. I'm like, how neat would it be just at the end of the year to look back and see all of the things that I've seen? But no, I'm just not disciplined enough to do it. I don't. Well, think. if it would be different if it was like my Goodreads and I could set a challenge for how many I wanted to see. But the oh. problem is that with AMC, I you know see. That like I get three movies a week, but sometimes I want to use all three movies, and sometimes I need to see like multiple movies. Yeah, like, and that's not even the only place that we watch movies, you know. No, it's not, and I just feel like it's too much to inventory. At least with like Goodreads and books, I'm committed. Typically, committed to like one book. Um, sometimes, like right now, I'm going through three, but it's you know, it I, I can't and I can't do that with movies really. Well, I mean, movies take a lot less time to get through than a yeah, book. Yeah, than a book. True, true. Depending what on who have, made it. Yeah. What have you been, uh, what you been watching, kid? Kiddo. Kiddo. Uh, I've, been, <laughs> I've been watching, we've been watching lots of stuff. We have been um, watching a lot of stuff. I know. It, it's been a good, like, it's been a good summer for movies. I was just going back through my AMC app because that's like one of the only places it's automatically logged. And just looking at like all of the things we've seen since mm-hmm. everything everywhere, and there's a lot. There's like the very a lot. the very next thing that I saw was the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes, which, which was so fun and so perfect. I know, like I don't know I if saw, it deserves a whole episode, but no, gosh, I'm, it deserves a viewing. I feel like Pedro Pascal deserves a whole episode though, and that's something but, that yeah. we can work on because he's going to be in the Last of Us show on HBO Max. And I finally saw that teaser trailer and I like instantly teared up. We'll see if they can finally do a video game adaptation right. I know. We'll see. Hold on. on, Because I would like to, I would like to make a case for Sonic (laughs) 
if Casey listens to this, I need him to know I stuck up for his child. Okay. Okay. No, that's that's fair. Uh, that's boy. that's less of like a, a game adaptation and more of like um, using characters that existed in a video game. Yeah. Because like the uh, la- the show is gonna. I'm assuming it's going to begin with a, I'm sorry if this spoils this 10 year old game for you, but it's going to open with like a heart wrenching death. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's clearly a remake of the game and Sonic, he does more than run through loop the loops, you know? So (laughs) This this is true. He does have to defeat Jim Carrey. He does. And not that anybody could, not with that mustache. No, (laughs) I still need to see the second one. All right. Yeah, so I, I also have, did we talk the Northman at all? We have not talked about the Northman. That's on, that's on here. I've got, um, it was, Doctor uh, it was astoundingly good. That was when we saw it together. It was, yeah. We saw it together and then I saw it. Um, I think yeah, a couple I saw it other again. Times. We yeah, saw it multiple times. We, we both did. Uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of moodness. Yep, the um, um the that one was a, a controversial one in the It critical. was and I I guess I mean we'll talk more Marvel and where the the franchise is going and where comic book movies kind of are right now and the fatigue that everyone's feeling. Um we'll talk about that on a later podcast, but I I think it just kind of came down to how you felt about Sam Raimi. There were yeah. there were some things with the script that like Ultimately, I wish they had just given the sequel to Scott Derrickson and and kind of taken his chains off because right. they really tamped him down for that first one to make it not scary. But yeah. if, if you wanted scary without the camp and like actually make people feel like the stakes are really high, I felt like Scott Derrickson would have been the perfect person. But by that point, you know, he'd already moved on. He was working on Black Phone. So whatever. Let's see. We got Top Gun Maverick. Which, uh, still it's honestly still one of the best movies of the year it's one of the it is like top <laughs> five action films i think at this point it definitely out, outpaces its predecessor like it, oh easily easily it, it's so good it's yeah so it's up good. there with like mad max fury road as far as yeah like just very good action movies go mm-hmm. and then we've got crimes we saw of the, the new cronenberg yeah yeah the new cronenberg fantastic which I will um, say this about Crimes of the Future. We'll probably talk about it in a later episode. But mm-hmm. um, if you're trying to get into Cronenberg and you don't really know where to start. This is a good starter. It's a really good. It's like a palatable. Yeah. Um, it's not too gross, but it no. is still just like enough gross that you're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have still, to, he's still got the heat, baby. <laughs> you, you don't have to dig too far for a message on this. You you can dig like yeah. a foot it's on in any sleeve. direction and it's everywhere. Yeah. And you can take multiple different things from it. So and right. And got, Viggo Mortensen, just anytime he works with Cronenberg, it's so good. And Leia Seydoux. She was she, amazing. She's amazing. Movie. She did a great job. Yeah. Um, and then we've got men right after. So we'll probably in a future podcast talk about crimes and men together because they're both body horror, but in different ways. And right. they both have very relevant um, and terrifying themes that they address. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and I think so, that they both pull off the body horror surrealism with different degrees of success. Yeah, they, they really do. 
Um, and then for me, I've got Jurassic World Dominion, which I refuse to talk about unless it, it would be an entire podcast about how angry I was. Um, <laughs> but I have to say, AMC, the dumbest thing that you did was doing the double feature of the original Jurassic Park and then Dominion. Should because have done there was, Lost World. There was nothing more depressing or at least jp3 so that way they're like hey <laughs> right. remember that the original trilogy kind of ended on a sour note don't worry <laughs> we're also going to end this new trilogy on a sour note by the same um, guy who made hidalgo imagine that yeah and after that for me i've got lightyear oh yeah i liked lightyear i enjoyed it you know what i loved about lightyear it is the most accessible way to teach kids about time dilation in quantum yeah. physics it like, is a very accessible science primer. It's so good. Yeah, show your kids that before uh, Interstellar. You don't get any <laughs> monologues about how love is the thing that holds the universe together or whatever. For real, you just get um, a really cute robot cat. <laughs> <laughs> very cute. I love socks. Um, Elvis. Elvis. It's called yeah. Elvis. Not I love Elvis. I loved it. it. Um, but also, I love. Um, I think it's partly because I love Boz Luhrmann's insane energy. See, and I I liked Austin Butler. I thought he was the one who was like, was talk, so like talk worthy. He was so good. I felt like Tom Hanks was phoning it in. He was. And I never say that about Tom Hanks, but I felt like I he was he phoning was. it in. Because he was like, ah, it's Boz Luhrmann. There's enough spectacle here. I don't have to do much. And uh, I just didn't get the energy that I needed. And I think they like skimmed over some of the f- more formidable Elvis, like Elvis at Sun Studio bit so that they could get yeah. to Elvis in Vegas, which right, which I, I get from a narrative perspective. It just disappointed me. It like a yeah, movie. and it was yeah. already like over two hours long. Yeah, but the music was that that soundtrack. The, just the slaps. soundtrack is very the the Doja single that released alongside it is like mm-hmm. 10 Vegas. out of 10. It's, it's 10 so out of 10. Black phone. Mm-hmm. Do we say that? No, we haven't said Black Phone yet because that's the next one for oh, me. Oh, yeah, no, but you did say Derrickson. Um, I did say Scott, yeah. So it's it's my two big crushes. It's Scott Derrickson's mind and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hawke Ethan in Hawk, general. Yeah, he's like dumb good in this movie. Oh, I'm so excited. It was good. It was a lot different than I was thinking it would be. We're going to do another podcast on specifically on the black phone. And and for this reason, because black phone is going to be a Halloween horror nights house. Um, It's the third iteration of the Blum house house that they've done. And so it's black phone and it's freaky, which I think in a house is going to feel like whiplash, (laughs) honestly, going from uh, if you start at freaky and end in black phone, it's going to be. They're totally different. They are completely <laughs> different. I love both movies so much, but gosh, Black Phone was so good. There were a few jump scares that just they got me. They yeah, I mean, me. there were only like there were only like two or maybe three in the movie, but mm-hmm. they were effective. They it's because it's Scott Derrickson. He makes I know. good spooky stuff. You know, I just I think of Sinister every time, and I just cry. <laughs> he got a spooky face. He's got a spooky face. Shut up. <laughs> Shout out to James Janice for, for being the only reason I can get through that movie <laughs> anymore. It's so scary. In James's defense, his face is very spooky. I don't want to think about him because I'm sleeping alone. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Think about Thor Love and Thunder instead. I will. And this is another one that like I 
I was only disappointed in because I know and love the Mighty Thor like character and comics and I just didn't feel like we got enough and they kept amping up like King Valkyrie finding a significant other and then nothing was ever made good on that. I think the only like not failure it, I'm not saying it was a failure like a complete failure. I had a lot of fun. It was it was a fun dumb movie and I don't think it was made to do anything major in the MCU. Like it's not a pillar or, or anything. No, I mean the, it moved the plot an inch. It moved the plot an inch, which is very yeah. different than Ragnarok which moved the plot Yeah. It leaps and bounds because it ends with Thanos finding, you know, mm-hmm. Ragnarok. But um I I really liked Christian Bale. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I, I was not familiar with his character until you told me that his name was Gore the God Butcher. And I was like, well, I'm already on board for this guy because that's an amazing name. <laughs> and then Hamilton started reading up on like the... the um, Yeah, Gore Lord. Sword. Yeah, and he was like, oh, you mean to tell me that this is like from the same like symbiote planet and they killed like a symbiote king and blah 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 and i was just like oh yeah and he's like well this is who i'm rooting for the entire <laughs> and movie. i was it didn't change no it didn't um after that I'm for still... me i've got miss harris goes to paris yeah i didn't see that it was very cute and i yeah, loved, loved it, it very much and it was very sweet and then after we that saw marcel. We did saw you marcel. see marcel next marcel the show with the shoes on oh my gosh um yeah we <laughs> we saw that one together didn't we yeah, we did. And yeah. I think I just, we were, there weren't any kids except for the two kids that came in with their mom. Everybody else was like, our Wait, age. Well, everyone else is, yeah, they're all our age. They're like around about 30 because yeah. we're the people who, who watch Marcel you remember? on YouTube. Yeah. And so um, I ugly cried. Like just, it wasn't It was pretty. a lot. It was it a was, lot. It was a very good movie. Very heartwarming, yeah, very Jenny, heartbreaking. Did Jenny did it. Um, and then after that, for me, I have nope. Yep, that was the next one for me too. Yep. Nope. Yeah, and we're yep. we got a lot to say about nope. A whole podcast worth to say about. We do nope. have a whole podcast worth. <sighs> it's good. We like nope. I'm like already thinking about the chimp scene again. I know it's it's heavy. <sighs> A shoe. All right. Um, and next. then the next one on my list is the one we're doing today, so I'll skip that. But we also saw oh. Bullet Train. Yeah, we did see Bullet Train. I saw it uh, with a very Puerto Rican audience. Um, so, so they so they lost their minds when Bad Bunny was on. When Bad Bunny came on, it was <laughs> game over, baby, game over. And it was like a late night showing too. Like we had nine thirty tickets. Perfect. And it was so much fun. Michael Shannon was 10 out of 10. Unbelievable. Aaron Taylor Johnson with a mustache. I mean. Yeah. So Aaron Taylor Johnson was also in. Have you seen the preview for the invitation coming up? It's like the girl who goes to an Airbnb. Yeah. But there's a guy there. So there's another movie called The Invitation with Aaron Taylor vamp- Johnson. No, no, that's um, Let the Right One In. No, the no, invitation. There's you know, a vampire Am- movie. There's a vampire movie coming out this weekend called The Invitation. Really, a vampire movie? Yeah, and it's got oh. what's his name? He used to date Dove Cameron from the Irish Disney Channel. He played Hook's son in Descendants. Sorry, I I'm like 
He's the only is it, reason I is paid it the any one, attention to this movie. Is it the one where like this the the girl pulls up to the Airbnb, but there's a guy no, who's staying there? No, 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 that one that one is not Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, I I know I I was getting oh, to my point about Aaron Taylor um, Johnson. Go ahead. I know the one you're talking about. I don't think that's all. I don't think that's called the invitation either. I think that's called um. Oh, then what's then what is the, maybe the invitation is the one I'm thinking the, of. Uh, barbarian. There is one. barbarian. That's, the one. That's it. The invitation. Invitation is the one with the it's the vampire movie. Oh, okay. Well, my point about the invitation <laughs> is um that Aaron Taylor Johnson is in a movie called The Invitation that is very good. And I'm afraid that this vampire movie is not going to be quite as good as that one because um, it's about a dinner party that just goes crazy. And it's very fun. But Aaron Taylor Johnson is in that. And uh, I almost didn't even recognize him in Bullet Train mm-hmm. because he, it was crazy. He's amazing. Then anyway, I have one more movie on my list. Okay, what's that? I saw Lao Singh Chada, which is the Hindi version of Forrest Gump. And yes, every time I've said that to people, they've been like, that's stupid. But um, hear me out. It's really not. And it might be better. It might be a better adaptation of the source material because most people don't realize Forrest Gump is a book. Um, it was a book before it was ever like a Robert Zemeckis movie. And so a lot of people forget that. And um. I think Lal Singh Chada might be a better adaptation of. Well, I mean, the Zemeckis movie is not a very good ad- adaptation of of the book. It's not. Um, I, but it's a I good. Think, it's a good movie about Forrest Gump, but it's yeah. not like it's not what the book is. But there's so. I mean, if you've ever seen a Bollywood movie, you know that there's like a music plays a, a really big role, and there are no musical numbers in this per se, but there are songs written specifically that take snippets of the book and kind of like interweave them throughout what's going on on screen. But y'all, let me tell you, like, because it takes place in the 70s, like he's born in the the late 70s. And his family is Sikh. And it goes through the Sikh, Hindu, Muslim, like, fights that broke out during that time in India. And it is way more intense than even like Forrest going off to Vietnam. Like seeing Lal and his mom, like there's a scene where his mom has to cut all of his hair off. Like she removes his turban and like removes his head wrap and like cuts off all of his hair so that they don't get killed on the streets because Mm. of everything that's going on. And it is so heartbreaking. I'm just like... Yeah, no, I think I think I think this uh, I think this wins. <laughs> I think I think this this gets it. This this wins. And you still get the same like connection because his like Jenny figure is named Rupa, and so you still get this connection between Lal and Rupa, and like she's not good for him, but he still loves her, and she comes to love him, and blah blah blah. So it's it's so good. I don't know if it's even like going to be playing in American cinemas much longer, but the guy who plays Lal was also the one who produced it. So he's mm. like, this is, you can tell this is a passion project for him. Sure. So yeah, that was, I love that. 
The last one that I saw, I have a bunch on my list. Like, I need to steal your Hulu password again so that I can watch Prey. Oh, yeah. Well, my Hulu is canceled now. I didn't renew it. Oh, no. Okay, I'll get it. Which is why you're, the password's not working. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Oh, I'll get it. Okay. <laughs> that explains um, it. And we saw one other thing that we need to talk about. Buddies. Yes, it's it's a title that's got three words in it. Bodies. And they're all the same word. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies. bodies. <clears throat> so why did you want to even see this movie in the first place? Um, because Lee Pace is 6'5". <laughs> <laughs> that's um, fair. <laughs> it was my honest uh, truth. <laughs> that if you say Lee Pace is in a movie... <laughs> I am there. And um, while we're talking about Lee Pace, I need more people to go back and revisit his work in The Fall, which was a great movie that everyone slept on. Um, And then if you haven't seen Pushing Daisies, you can thank me after this podcast. Um, But yeah, Lee Pace. And then I love Amanda. have been a big fan of Amanda for quite some time since she was first Rue on... in in hunger games hunger games she was 15 out of 10 love her kept up with her career i think she's just a really solid actress and then it's got the girl from shiva baby Mm -hmm. um and she was probably my favorite character uh rachel rachel she was probably my favorite character in the whole the whole thing but it just she's so fun it looks like a fun dumb slasher is what i thought going into it why did you see yeah i thought it was gonna be like well for the thing that attracted me first was who done it i was like oh great bodies are dropping in this movie called bodies 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 and it's all like way cooler than me (laughs) uh i'm in because i love whodunits yeah you know and the the trailer was cut so well and um there was so much like cynicism in its in in the humor that was you know that was like being showcased in the trailer and i was like well this just has this is like a, a cynical gen z scream please give this to me now like, yeah because in the trailer inject it directly into my veins yeah in the trailer for those who haven't seen the trailer or aren't really familiar with the movie they use things like gaslighting and you're toxic and you're silencing me like it's a very gen z tiktok language yeah and pete davison's like vaping and yeah and they're they're like edibles all around it's got pete davidson just period um and so there's it, it opens itself up very quickly to be both the butt of a joke and also really insightful gen z commentary Right. Yeah. And that like just that combo, it, it gets me. And I, so I was like expecting, um, very dumb and just kind of sardonic and, you know, straightforward, you get what you get. Mm -hmm. But then like, as I was watching it, man, I, I felt myself like I was sad way more often than I was laughing. Which it's not exactly the reaction I was thinking I was going to have when I was in there. But even when they, got to jokes that were presented in the trailer. Um, like the, you guys are toxic. Like when she said that in the movie, I was like, I don't know. I 
I agree with you. That's the yeah. right word to call them because they're being real toxic right now. You yeah. know, and I was expecting things to be a lot like dumber. And then some things that were very funny in the trailer were not funny at all when they By said the it in the movie, like in context, because I was just like, I just feel so bad for these kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to give like a rundown of what yeah. the movie is? So uh, the synopsis is that um, you have a handful of uh, Gen Zers and then you have like a random 40 year old guy um, who is a tender date for one of the Gen Zers, uh, which is, which plays into everything. Um, and they're there for a hurricane party, which as somebody who lives in Florida, very relevant. I was like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. Um, so they're out in the middle of nowhere. Of course, the hurricane comes through and power goes out, phone lines go down, and then they decide they're going to play Bodies, 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 which is basically just a version of werewolf and um, or mafia. And so they um, start playing and then all of a sudden a real body shows up and slowly, one by one, bodies start appearing and um then it just gets down to a handful and you're just like oh no who's the killer who's the killer and then there is a crazy ending that somebody tried to tell me that they were like oh no i totally knew this was gonna happen and i was like i think you're a liar well i told you that i figured it out when it was down to when it was down to four yeah that makes sense but But at the beginning no shot Somebody tried to tell me they like telephoned it like after the second kill. Yeah, no, I, and I, I was don't. like, because like if you get it right, it's a passing thought. It's right. not like it's not like a theory in your head. Yeah, yeah. It's like it is a it is a there and gone thought because the the actual stuff that you're like thinking through, you're like, okay, this person's motivations laid out. This person's motivations laid out. This character's motivations also laid out. Everyone has a reason, mm-hmm. and so it's just this like vicious. Yeah, it's circle. all classic red herring. And then, what's I mean, obviously, if we haven't even said it, there's going to be we're not going to like tell the ending, but obviously there are going to be spoilers. Just kind of as we're talking about, yeah. It. But the it, it kind of as I was watching it, it became less in my head about like who is doing this thing it felt less like a whodunit and it was more like, okay, now I'm watching these kids tear themselves apart Yeah, it, because of all of these things that are happening outside of, outside of them, you know, I told all Hamilton, this peripheral thing. Yeah. I told Hamilton, I felt like, um, like a, more like a Gen Z Lord of the flies than yeah. a Gen Z scream. Like right. it felt way more Lord of the flies toward the end of it it felt very scream in the beginning especially the way that it's shot it was super fun like everything's happening in real time you're having to like the same way that Wes Craven kind of cut scream toward chronologically this is also very much in the same vein like it's a tight timeline it's only not even a full night it's like six hours that all this takes place and so you're having to like piece together time by time by time by time yeah, and you're seeing it from the perspective of somebody who's a newcomer to the group. So, um, mm-hmm. like, she's coming as the date of one of the old friends of the group. Yeah. And um, so she's, like, the fresh blood, you know? And so we get to watch the whole movie from her perspective because we're trying to gauge, like, is this person lying to me? Okay, they're saying this about that person. Uh, and you're just watching them feed on each other. 
And like part of your interest is like, I want to know what happened in this group of friends. That made everybody hate each other. Right. But like, that's kind of like what I like most about the way the movie handled all of that is that like, in a way, yes, this is Gen Z's scream, even though it doesn't end up that way, because this is like very specifically tailored toward one particular generation. You know, like I'm in my thirties. I do not relate to bodies, bodies, bodies the same way that like, you know, a 22 year old is going to because Mm -hmm. they're going to be watching this movie and they're going to be like, yep, that kind of feels the way it is. It's like even stuff outside is trying to kill us. Uh, So I guess the best we can do, even though mother nature is like rearing her ugly head and, you know, threatening to crush us, I guess we'll just throw a party, you know, (laughs) middle fingers up while we're circling the drain, I guess. Yeah. I think one of the coolest parts about my viewing experience was that when, because Josh and I got the early access screening at AMC and um, we got glow sticks. We got glow sticks. That's so exciting. We were so happy. I think I saw my glow stick somewhere. But like, they, I mean, they handed out to everybody in the theater and then we literally just like cracked our glow sticks and wore them like they are in the movie poster. It was great. That's so fun. And the glow sticks play a functional role in the story also. Yeah, because there's no power. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so good. Um, If you're a fan of like whodunits, go see this. If you're Mm -hmm. a fan of Lord of the Flies, go see this. But like also if you're just a fan, it's just fun. And it's what, like 90 90 minutes or something like that? Yeah, it's not. It's not long. Yeah, there's like there's no fluff. Um, I couldn't think of... And I'll also say this. If you're somebody who's afraid of watching something for the sake of, like, gore, like, if you're worried if this is going to be gory, there is only... There are... Correct me if I'm wrong. Only two on-screen kills. I think that's right. There are only two. Yeah. Yeah, most of the deaths happen off-screen. Yeah, because the the bodies show up. Right. So um, it's not super gory. It's Mm-mm. it is very tense, mm-hmm. and if you're somebody who's like constantly afraid of jump scares, there aren't any jump scares. No, but um, the way that the like hall lights are shot, it makes it look like the girls are using their like phone flashlights. Yeah, well, and, and, and they so are. I thought that everything. was. I thought that was a really clever way to. Um to light like most of the scenes in at least the second half of the movie is like, you, you know where the people are because they, and you can see it like, like when you turn on the flashlight on your phone, it doesn't necessarily light up the front screen also, but every time any of their phones are lit up because they're using those flashlights, they also have the front screen lit up because that's what the DP was using to light the faces of the Mm -hmm. actual actors. And I was like, that is such a clever solution. And also, to how to light this scene and make it feel like they're feeling. It's also very Gen Z. It, exactly. Like, yeah. It's yeah, so and, and the fact that they're using their cell phones instead of like they, you know, that table full of batteries and flashlights that yeah. you see at the very beginning, like they're still using their phones. You know, I thought yeah, that was they, so clever. They could have lit the whole house if they wanted to because they had so many floodlights on the table. That they could mm-hmm. use for resources, and they just never touched it, which I think is hilarious. It is hilarious, <sighs> and and, um, and tragic, you know. Then <laughs> there's yes. just like you get to the end of the movie, and you're like you're like winded from 
<laughs> all of the whiplash mm-hmm. and uh, all of the twists and turns that happen, especially in the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So. Um, but so so like this movie came out like a month ago. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's like yeah, a month right ago. Right on. I, I, I think um, it's closer to a couple weeks. May, it might be a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, certainly, August 5th. August okay, 5th, yeah. Long enough ago, so almost a month. Long enough ago that like it's made it out of the news cycles. Mm-hmm. People aren't really talking about it online. But this movie just entered back into like tr- tw- uh, Twitter trending, trending on Twitter status mm-hmm. recently. What's going on with that? Okay, so... Hamilton and I typically, typically will take everything critical reviewers say with a grain of salt. And there are a couple that we'll like traditionally listen to, but for the most part, and we'll probably talk about this on a podcast because like we are both big believers of critical thinking. We love thinking critically about movies. That's why we have this thing. That's why we have this podcast. The um, problem is that there's a lot of pretension that goes around when it comes to critical reviews and we sometimes just want to enjoy a movie like we don't want to think too much about it and it's okay to like bad movies it's okay to like bad movies we applaud anyone who likes bad movies we have our own bad movies that we love i did not this was not a bad movie first off critically it's not a bad movie critically the way it's shot the acting like it is not script the, the script is very tight. The direction's yeah. great. It's all, it is it's all not good. a it is not a bad movie on a critical level, like critical thinking right. wise. So there was a New York Times reviewer named Lena Wilson. Is that her last name? Yep, Lena Wilson. Yeah. So, just lady. I almost used another word. I was like, <laughs> this woman, lovely lady, lovely lady. <laughs> um decided that she was going to just kind of like miss the whole point of Mm -hmm. the movie and her review reads like she just watched the trailer over and over and over and over again and like didn't bother watching the movie so her review comes out and then amandla steinberg um responds to this reviewer like dms this reviewer and says something because in the in the New York Times review that the scroll wrote, um, she said something like, "Can oh, you read the exact quote?" Yeah, go for it. Yeah, the exact quote that the DMs were a response to is, uh, "The only thing that sets bodies, bodies, bodies apart is its place in the A twenty four hype machine, where it doubles as a ninety five minute advertisement for Cleavage and Charlie XCX's latest single." Which isn't true. It, neither of those statements are, are true statements. Like, <laughs> l- like there's something like Rachel's character. Is that Erica? Is that was that one her character? Yeah, I think I think her name is Erica. Like, it's just so fun. No, Alice. Alice, Alice. Alice. Rachel's character, Alice, is is like the bustiest one of all of the girls, and it's just yeah, like, and she's like of, played up to be like a ditz and. But like, and, and like, uh, sir, uh, like you're on your first glimpse of her, you're like, oh, this is just like a ditzy blonde, right? And that's like the stereotype that that's, you're introduced that's to the her. Point. And so, yeah. because of that, she's in like lower cut shirts, and then she's in this like cute little um, 
like crocheted top, you know, like it's, it's that kind of stuff. And, and she's the so, one who says in the trailer, like, you're silencing me yeah, when they and, ask her to stop talking. It's funny. And so, and then she's, she's also the one who goes on a Tinder date with Lee Pace, who is right. like <laughs> double her age. Of, yeah. Like he's older than me and he's in there with all these 22 year right. olds. <laughs> and so like the whole, the whole joke is that like the audience is supposed to look at her and think like, oh, I see why he wants to like date her blah 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 like you're supposed to make your assumptions based on her that was the whole point of her dressing the way that she was that's the whole point of costuming anyway Mm -hmm. so this new york times reviewer said that and amandla dm'd the reviewer and said like hey if you want to take your eyes off my boobs it you might you know glean something different in the 95 minute movie just just a thought, you know, but if not, enjoy your day or whatever. Well, then Lena. The um, writer of the article. The writer of the article, the reviewer, made the mistake of taking the screenshot of the DM and posting it to her TikTok. And then proceeded to say that she was being attacked by someone who had power for her speaking the truth about this <laughs> thing. And then it blew up because oh, it went off the rails because people realized that Lena was very, very much in the wrong. And I think Lena <laughs> realized that she was very, very much in the wrong because Amanda DM'd her. That wasn't a public thing. She didn't like crap on her publicly or call her out or anything. She just, yeah, DM'd it, it wasn't subversive. It, no. that, that's like the way you should respond to the yeah. if you have criticism, reach out to the person. Yeah, just it's like a very respectful thing that Amanda did. Yeah, just say, hey, I think your review was crap and I think you missed the point. But if that's, you know, the way you want to live your life, go ahead. Well, what was made even better about this whole situation is that it was quickly uncovered that Lena Wilson is the daughter of a New York Times editor. So she had spent her whole like TikTok claiming that she was she knew she was a good writer. She'd never gone to school for like um, movie theory or criticism or anything. She just knows she's a good writer. Like if you watch, and and she's like removed all of her social media. Like as of yesterday, she removed all of her social media. But gosh, I really hope those videos are floating around somewhere on Twitter because they were so cringeworthy. And so bad and so not. I'm sure that they exist still. Oh, they were Someone's they were awful. But she she just kept talking about how she knew she was a good writer and how she knew she was smart and then proceeded to like put out some of the blandest prose ever. So anyway, all this to say, um, a really bad nepotism baby incident led to this movie getting a little bit more popularity and traction because people wanted to go out and support it. Because <laughs> people were like did we watch the same film? Like, truthfully, I had. Yes, truly. Ticket. In all honesty, did did we actually watch the same? Movie? Yeah, it was. Um, it it was very interesting. So that was a fun. Yeah, little... like one of her like one of her criticisms of the movie is um, petty arguments and egoism underscore every interaction, and I'm like, right no. because that that, but like you can say that. But the thing is, all of the arguments and interactions are not petty. They're all 
perfectly like laid out in the mm-hmm. characters who are presenting them. Like yeah. they're all lockstep in with the character that's been built. It's good like character writing. It's not pettiness as if like the interactions are petty is a criticism. Like that's yeah. not a criticism. So well, what? Yeah. Okay. So they're petty sometimes. They're 22. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine watching like Mad Max Fury Road and your criticism is like everyone is just angry all the right. time. <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> that's, that's so dumb. Yeah, yeah watching, um, she's watching Star Wars and she's like, I, it's just that all of the voices were robotic and I couldn't. <laughs> the, robots, the robots just don't sound human. The droid things? Um, I think one of my favorite lines, and by favorite, I mean that tongue in cheek. It's very sarcastic. There wasn't a single favorite line from this girl's review. Um, and I say, I say girl because she's like a 23-year-old nepotism baby whose first job fresh out of college, whatever little college she went to, was the New York Times because her dad got her this job. So I'm going to keep calling her girl. The New York Times. The New York Times. I'm going to keep calling her yeah, This is her us girl. punching up. Um, yeah, she's white. She's affluent. I, I don't care. Those are the reasons I'm punching up. Um, so this is the problem with white feminism. Don't even get me started. Hold me back before I go in on Taylor Swift. Um. <laughs> So she she said something that was just like the nihilism tr- factory of A24 and Hamilton and I yeah. literally went through every movie that we've seen this year from A24 and we went nihilism in Marcel the shell with the shoes, with shoes on. Are you kidding? <laughs> which is A24 and then we're like the nihilism found in men. The Northmen. The Northmen. Yeah, we were just like going through everything. We're like, like, what nihilism are you talking about? I I think she like watched It Comes at Night and Hereditary, and then those were the only two things that she saw from A24. Yeah, like not even. She just assumed. Not even Midsommar is nihilistic. No, not even Midsommar is nihilistic because it's like very distinctly and very specifically not about nihilism like that's, that's no it's the, it's specifically about a, a woman in trauma finding hope and community <laughs> like that's that's not what nihilism it sounds is. so uplifting when you when you summarize midsummer that way like and just, murder you know whatever. it's just a young woman finding her family <laughs> it's not murder Uncon- it's ritualistic sacrifice there's a difference ways <laughs> Oh man, what is family but the friends we made along the travels? Um, I'll tell you what family is. After the family, the fa- do it all for the family. I live my life one quarter mile at a time <laughs> for the family. For family. Anyway, we saw some movies. One of them was Bodies, 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 and, and we, we really liked it. We really we liked it. it a lot more than Lena did. Yeah, um, we sure did. I don't trust women named Lena anymore. Between Lena Dunham and this Lena, whatever her last name, I do not trust women named Lena. That's it's it's, it's like gone. the next evolution of a Karen. It is. Oh my gosh! Yikes! Right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start calling all progressive women who aren't actually that progressive. <laughs> Lena. Lena. <laughs> Uh, like liberal liberal Karens you're now Alina congratulations <laughs> perfect yeah look at that getting stuff done <laughs> alright guys tune in next time for when we I don't know maybe talk about uh, body horror who knows yeah we'll see what we talk about we'll see what we talk about don't get spicy it might be a surprise uh, it might be that uh, you might be 
uh, wrong, then I would say nope to that. <gasps> we could do that. Mm, who knows? Anyway, there's no yeah. telling. There's no telling what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> but we know that we'll be there. And we'll be, be there. there. We hope you'll be there, all eight of you that listen to this. That's right. Woohoo! So. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye! 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 Bye.